Okay, I'm going to start this, the thing right now. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about, you know, our fearless beer review, craft beer, maybe big beer, I don't know. Uh, We talk about our vinyl stuff that we picked up this week, leads into our songs of the week, and then we finish up with some new music and other happenings in the music world. My name is Tyler. Way out there, hundreds of miles away, way out there in the ether is Jeff. Uh, Go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Please give us five stars on the iTunes. That would be awesome. That would mean the most. Also, just fucking talk to us. Like, I don't know, DM us or something. Slide into our DMs. Mm. Whatever. So um, let's just jump right into the Fearless Beer Review. What do we got, Jeff? What do you have today? I got another seltzer. Oh, God. This one's... This you one's, are a seltzy boy now. Uh, I don't... I'm still on the fence. I, I don't know. Sometimes they're really good. Sometimes they're really syrupy and gross. So, okay. Mm-hmm. I like a I like a more I like a lighter seltzer when they're just kind of basically like clubs like flavor club soda. That's when I like them. Yeah. I, I this one that. this one is uh, Maha M A H A. Have you heard of this one? Never heard of it. It's organic hard seltzer. Ooh, organic, huh? Yeah. This was another so one that dumb. that we bought, and they were um, for like a twelve pack. It was like two bucks. Fuck, that's so cheap. Because it looks like it. Ex- Actually, it hasn't expired. It expires April first, so that's I don't know why it was so cheap. Maybe because it's organic and probably really gross. <laughs> but it doesn't I don't understand say what's in oh, it yeah. that could expire. It's just fucking water. I don't know. There's probably some kind of like aspartame or some other weird things that aren't natural in here. <laughs> but it's organic, so it has to be natural. That's true. What does organic even mean? Please. No, it doesn't mean anything. It's stupid. So th- this is uh, this is produced for Golden Road. Okay. Not okay. produced by Golden Road. This is made for Golden Road. That's weird. So this is probably a big beer. This is probably a big hard seltzer. Probably. Sounds like it. But uh, but yeah, that's cool. But this is tangerine. Tangerine flavored. Tangerine. Do you like tangerine? Um, I don't know the last time I had a tangerine, but it's just kind of like a, a more tart orange, right? Yeah, pretty much. I, I think tangerines are better than oranges. Okay. Well... That's what I got. That's what you got. Okay. So I have the, um, pick this one up from a local liquor store here in uh, lovely, lovely Anaheim, California. And I uh, picked up Ballast Points Aloha Sculpin Hazy IPA. Hey, bro. Uh, I've never had this one. Never had this one. I think it's not, it's not I don't think it's that new. But uh, yeah, picked up a six pack of it. Always overpriced, like, uh, Ballast Point is, which is very <laughs> annoying. But I wanted to try it because their beers are pretty good. I've, I've only had one bad beer from them, I think, and that was the Habanero Sculpin. That Ugh. was fucking one of the worst things I've ever tasted. But, yeah, so I got that one, and uh, I'm kind of stoked on it. So I'm ready to go at 7%, so 
A couple of these are going to be pretty toasty. And it has, it's a nice haze. It looks nice. So, you ready? Ready to clink? I, I am. Okay, here we go. Oh, damn. That's good. That is? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. With the ABV on it. 4.2. 42. That's a session, baby. That's good. Oh, I'm glad wow. you like it. That's like, um, it tastes kind of like tang, but I mean, it's, it, this is mostly just club soda here. Yeah. But a little tang, like the, the drink tang. The drink tang, yeah. Ah, that's, that's a good drink, too. This is good. This is really good. <laughs> Do you have a lot left? Yeah. Wow. Like fucking Dang. 10 boxes. Oh, my God. I can't believe you guys. I forgot you guys bought that many of them. Baby, you got to buy them all. Take the gamble. <laughs> I mean, at $2. Especially when it's I mean, 120 it. degrees outside. Come like probably mm-hmm. like a couple days from now. These will be delicious. <laughs> it's true. It's very, it's very true. fucking hot over here. And your pool that you just, you know. Oh, yeah. Thoroughly cleaned out. It's yeah. ready. It's going to be nice. Going to be nice. All right. So. My uh, my Ballast Point, my Aloha Sculpin Hazy IPA, what a name! Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's not it's not the best hazy. It really isn't. They Ooh. they didn't kill it with the hazies. Their IPAs are really good, but this is just kind of this just tastes more like an IPA. I don't really taste like the fruitiness, the the sweetness that goes along with the hazes. But I don't know. It's not bad, but it's not really a haze. It looks like it, but it doesn't taste like it. So. We have um we have a three point rating system here, where three is a perfect beer, two is a good beer you're gonna continue to drink it. One is a bad beer, but you should give it a shot. And zero is a drain pour. So what do you give your Seltzy? Just just like off the cuff here. I mean this is because mm, I want to give it a pretty high score, but like it's not like good. It's you know it's it's good for what it is, but. There's mm-hmm. no complexity here. I'm not diving any deeper. But uh, but you don't I, always need that. I know, I know, I know. But um, <laughs> I'm gonna do two two five, two point two five. Okay, it's not bad. It's not yeah. bad for you, especially this for is, a seltzer. This is definitely better than a two. I will drink this, and I will enjoy drinking this more. But this is not like two point five material. This is this is not going to the Hall of Fame and anytime soon. So my uh, this this sculpin, I'm gonna have to give it like a a one point five. You know, I, I I won't go back to it because they have so many solid IPAs. I just have nothing. There's no reason to drink it again. It's just, it's not bad, but, you know, whatever. It's whatever. 1.5 for me. Okay. Big beer. That's big beer, I guess, you know. That's I big guess beer this for is, you. Um, this is a seasonal beer, too, which I'm, I just read. But I didn't know that. I thought it was just a brand new beer. But apparently not. So there you go. I guess you don't know everything. I don't. Our boy Raul also did not uh, comment on Beer Advocate, so that's a little disappointing. I guess he doesn't drink big beer, <laughs> which is a shame. But yeah, anyway, uh, ready to get into our vinyl stuffs? Yeah. Okay. So, what did you get, or what did you listen to from your backlog this week, Jeff? Go. I only. I'm only bringing forward five, including my album of the week or my pick of the week, because. I did get through a lot of backlog, but uh, I don't know. None of it was anything worth talking about, and I don't want to subject anybody else to a lot of the drivel I listened to. 
<laughs> I'm the same way. I only have four. Yeah. So, and then I, half my week was spent listening to backlog, and then a couple of days I just did all just kind of like uh, deeper cuts in my collection that I was listening to that I haven't listened to in a while. Mm-hmm. So, like my punk stuff that I I bought because I had like one song and I forgot about the album, so I listened to it again. It was really good. So that was fun. It was fun going back and listening to vinyl the way I guess it's supposed to be listened to <laughs> and enjoyed. Yeah. Not so much of a fucking chore anymore. Um, I know. It's so nice almost being done with the backlog. Yeah. Get that like, shit out of there. I got rid of so much stuff. Do I have like 40 things I'm trying to get rid of? None of them are really good. <laughs> I think I have about the same too. Sad. Just Sad trash. stuff. Yeah. So um, the first thing I, I, I've talked about this guy before and I really love him. His name's Hans Olsen. He's mm-hmm. kind of like a local a local hero out here in Arizona. And I had I got one of his uh folkier albums, actually his first album. I think it's called Western Winds or something, out of a free pile. And and this I don't know if you remember, but this is the guy who has has an eye patch and he had like an accident when he was really early on in his life and got like an yeah. arrow through the eye. I really folky, really cool. That. I think he even hosted a radio show out here at some point or did. But anyway, I was at Double Nickels and they had a Hans Olsen like behind the counter. It was like five bucks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's up with that, with that Hans Olsen? Like, can I grab that? He's like, yeah, man. The, the guy's really cool. You know, he talks like that. He's like, yeah, man, he's cool, dude. <laughs> and so we, we started talking uh, and like it was cool. Like, it, was, it was actually the first time that I've ever conversed with a guy at, at Double Nickels about like music, even though he owns a record store. He's not, he's not approachable in that manner. And yeah. so it was, it was cool. Like he's, dude, this guy is just like a, for real, a local hero. And he, he would host all these local showcases for local artists for like decades. And he's, he's dead now or no, he's still alive. He got, he got, I guess, popular kind of in the eighties. The album that I, that I, I have is from 1980 and it's not like crazy popular, but his most popular is probably like late 70s early 80s and he did a lot of stuff in the 90s but it wasn't it wasn't as popular but oh, okay dude it's, this is this is his fourth album it's called sings the blues very bluesy stuff and it's just it's just really cool it's just it's just him in like a harmonica sometimes and he just sings and kind of taps and it's bluesy and folky and it's just it's just really good wasn't this the guy that maybe it's not, the, the guy who just like stomps and stuff and oh uh, it's bob really Rock loud three. Okay, yeah. I oh, that. Dude, Bob Log 3 is so good. <laughs> He's a one-man band. He's one of those, like, uh, so cool. busking out there or something. Just, yeah. yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> oh, that was so cool. Yeah, so Hans Olsen, that was, that was a good pickup. It was like five bucks, and uh, mm-hmm. I recommend him to anybody. All right, cool, cool. Um, another one of my backlogs that I actually was surprised that I, that I, I liked so much but Fred Schneider from the B-52s, his first solo album called The Shake Society. Mm. I really like the B-52s. I mean, I, I guess it's their first two albums. I haven't listened to all their stuff, but like the first two are just fucking bangers. They're really good. And I just thought, like, there's no way this can be as good as that. It's just going to be him on his own doing, like, the gutter mouth thing, like when Mark was making fun of him in that song. Right, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> let's go whammy, whammy, ho. And, uh... <laughs> Yeah, this is from 1984, so but it was. This entire album was that. And it oh, got. God, how can you stand it, though? Like, it's so it's too funny. Much. It's so it's funny. So, it gets so <laughs> annoying, though. <laughs> the entire album is just super upbeat. It's fun. 
it's got a lot of notable musicians on it, not just from like the B-52s, but uh, Patti LaBelle is on there. This guy, Bernie Worrell, I guess he was a founding member of Parliament Funkadelic and played with Talking Heads for a long time. He's on there. And then Richard Bowe is, is on percussion, who was Richie Ramone in the 80s, like the best decade for the Ramones. He played drums in the Ramones in the 80s. So <laughs> it's, a cool, it's a cool album. There's a lot, there's a lot going on, but it's, it's, it's that. It is okay. that. I had a great time with it. I thought it was so funny. Uh, and you're going to keep it? It's not going to yeah. be purged? Yeah. Nah. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. I mean, dude, the B fifty two's first two albums are much like that as well. They just so happen to be, I don't know, unique in in itself. I guess. Okay. I mean, if it, you're into it, then you're into it. I mean, it's. I, I just. I don't get it. I do not get it. Dude, B fifty two's are so good. Dude, they're so funny. All right, another <laughs> one I got uh, at at Nichols this week is Prophets of Saturn. Their album, oh yeah 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 retro knots this is their second album 2015 this is uh this is just like cool psychedelic doom metal and it's it's really good because it's it's gritty and it's like rough around the edges and it's not it's not as tight everything's very loose and there's not a lot on this band they're from england and i was trying to i was trying to find some more info i, info, I only found a couple of art or um, interviews that they were doing mm-hmm. and I guess the lead singer says that the way they record, they like to play as if they're like playing a gig. So like the drummer beats the shit out of his drums as loud as they possibly can. They turn everything up as loud as they fucking can. And they just kind of jam and everything just kind of flows out and it's sloppy and it's messy and it's just really good. Hmm. Okay. I'm interested. I like the, I like the, uh, the album art on that one too. Cool. It's really cool. It's got, it's got like a cool brown, uh, variant color. I think it's called, Something else though, poop brown or something. I don't poop know. brown. Yeah. <laughs> but it's Wait, good, so man. how how did you find out about it? Just was it random that you got it. It was in the metal section, and there's no like psychedelic metal doom thing. So I just flipped in the metal section. Anything that I kind of think sounds or looks like it would be in this kind of sound because they have a very distinctive cover art that is very reminiscent of all bands that do this kind of sound. Mm-hmm. It's all kind of the same. It's all in like the psychedelic nature. So I pull him out. I pull him out, and hopefully he's not listening. But I pull him out, and then I put him to the side, and then I hide him. And then I go home and I, I like Spotify all the bands that I pulled aside, and I listen to like one song. And if I think the song is an absolute banger, next time I go back, I'll pick it up. Okay. Okay. And I put it in. I put it in the section that's never looked at because it's all the way in the back. You have to climb over shit to get to it, and it's just actual cardboard boxes. And they're labeled like, like Latin, and then like another thing that I know. No, I like just looking at the at the kind of punkers that go there. I know they don't go over there, <laughs> so no one's ever going to find my stash. And there's like ten records there. <laughs> I don't know why you just don't buy them all at once. It doesn't make any sense. Because I don't want to take the gamble. I got to know. I'm, I'm not going to because this was like thirteen, fourteen bucks. Like I'm not going to. Okay, I'm not going to spend fourteen dollars on an album, have a, and come home and it's fucking trash. That would be so fine, exciting. Fine, fine. Yeah, you don't want to be like Sloan and buy a $35 metal record of a band you never heard. Dude, he just bought a $30 like reissue of Friday the 13th Part 7 soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, so that's cool. I, 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 can, I can hear him listening in his room. Yeah, I hear like like doors are creaking and this is fucking <laughs> dumb. 
I wonder what goes through his mind when he's listening to that. You know? I don't even know. I don't even know. Like it's so seven, bizarre. Right? What the f- is that a notable I don't even think so. I don't think so. Let, let's see. Part seven. Like I know part one, and then I know J- Jason goes to hell. That's about part it. Part seven, The New Blood. Came out in 1988. Wow. Oh, of course. It was in the 80s. So that's or like late so he 80s. So he, yeah. was old, he was old enough to to be almost like a like a 10-year-old at that point. <laughs> I didn't know he made that many records. I mean, I mean, I didn't know that they came out with that many movies within a short that short period of a time. 1988. Because the first one came out, what, in 81, I think? Dumb. That's silly. That's silly. Okay. Sorry. No, you're not. Um, another one I got... I got the Doors, a, a live album, a live She Cried. This is her second live album. It was uh, mm-hmm. it was recorded in 1968 to 1970, but it wasn't released till 1983. And it was released by the label after the Doors music was used in Apocalypse Now, and there was like a resurgence in their popularity. So obviously, what's the label gonna do? Is fucking re-release? Yeah. So they, but it's it's cool. It's a good one. Their first live album, I I don't think is is anything spectacular and this one I don't think is, is very spectacular but it's it's good there's no bass on it so they just have the keyboard bass and so you get the real yeah. kind of rhythm section of the doors coming through and Morrison doesn't uh he's not super obnoxious in this one so you probably <sighs> you probably appreciate yeah, he, a little bit more he is definitely the worst part of that band it's, or dude, was it's, the just, worst part. it's just so nice when you hear everybody just really 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 jamming along and then who the fuck is it? Krieger that's on uh, on keyboards. I don't know. Let's just assume it's Krieger. One of the guys that's in the Doors. He's playing the he's playing the keyboards. So with like his left hand, he's doing you know the bass part, and his right hand, he's kind of noodling along. And it's that's it's so really cool. cool. They're really they're really that's grooving so along. Cool. No, it's I remember Ray, just Ray Man's realizing record. that there was no bass on that record that we did on the pod. I was just shocked, totally shocked that they didn't have a bass player. Yeah, that's it's crazy, dude. That was like they didn't need one. They were so tight and they were so good. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say so good. No, dude. The, okay, so seventy-five percent of that band, if you just did, because John Dens, oh, so John Densmore drums, Krieger's on guitar, and then Manzarek is on keys. Those three guys just absolutely kill it. And even after Morrison died, they still released album, and it wasn't bad. Yeah, I mean, I actually haven't heard that one. I don't think I have after yeah, they, Morrison's death. They did. They did other voices, and they did another one. I can't remember what that one was called. But then they did another one too that included like, like poetry from Morrison, and they just kind of like backtracked mm. it or um, did like a backing thing to it. Oh, and just played like played it over the PA or something. Yeah. Okay. But like the stuff after he died wasn't bad. It's 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 pretty good. Well, I can't imagine it being bad when. Like, like I said, the best part of the band was the band, not not Morrison. So it makes sense. I do like Jim Morrison a lot, though. So a lot of people like him. A lot of people like him. I don't get it. A lot of people are wrong. <laughs> 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 okay, yeah. So that's that's uh, all I got, dude. That's 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 uh, it. That's Oof. it. Damn. Okay. Yeah. So then, what's your what's your pick of the week? My my pick of the week is uh, pretty much like. This is it. This is it. If you don't like this song, then just just walk away forever. But I picked a Grateful Dead song. I finally found Anthem of the Sun. This is their second album. I found in the wild. I've I've looked for this one. I've just never seen it. It wasn't like mm-hmm. crazy expensive. I just never seen it. I would get snatched up. 
just one of those records that gets snatched up as soon as it's put out. And yeah. uh, this is 1968. This this one, this kind of like started it all, baby. Okay, this is it. The first one was a way more folky, and it was kind of like a little poppy, whatever. This is the one. They added a second drummer. They added another guy to come in and play just a bunch of weird fucking percussion sounds. And then this is the one where they, halfway through, their producer was like, dude, you guys are taking way too fucking long. I'm out. And they're like, (laughs) okay, cool. Now we can just do it ourselves. And this is where they really learned how to get into their own music, produce their own stuff, and have it come out sounding exactly the way they want it to sound. And this is like a weird album because I didn't know this until this week, but this is... This is like some weird Frankenstein of a live slash studio album because they took clips of their live shows and then they did actual studio sessions and then they spliced it all together. Interesting. It's fucking weird. Does it sound like it's live though? There are now, like after I knew that, I listened to it again. There were times when I, when I, I could tell like, okay, that was kind of like a bad cut because it was very abrupt. It didn't flow very well. So okay. you can kind of tell it's they're, they're just kind of getting their feet wet as far as, as like editing is concerned. Wait, so they, they would actually cut up like single songs and make yeah. one single song like, that's weird. Yeah. I thought you meant like one song would be live, the other one would no, be No, one song studio. would have a solo that's lived. What? Lived. And then lived, yeah. <laughs> like the rhythm part of it would be studio. And it was just, they had a particular sound in mind and they, they, they did it all themselves. And it's, I don't know, it's just really cool to... Hmm. To see a band do this, and I thought it was very interesting. But it's 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 cool, and this this is uh this is very like this is the classic dead psychedelic sound. Like this is this is where it started. This is kind of like the best of it. Okay, I guess not. Actually, I shouldn't say the best. This is the uh, the best. This isn't your favorite. I don't know. This is this is pretty damn good. I thought Working Men's Dead was your favorite. I know, but this is pretty damn good. I mean, this song was pretty solid. It was much better than I was expecting. So, and maybe your boy will do this on this one either. Oh, he's not. Who sings on it? Bob Weir. Who's he? Bob Bob Weir. He's uh he's the other he's the other guitarist. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm Bob sorry. Weir. I don't. I only know Jerry Garcia. No, I don't know yeah, anybody else. In the Bob band. Weir's the other guitarist. He also has another band called uh, Kingfish that I randomly picked up on a free pile like. We first started, and I was like, "This is really good," and then I didn't know until months later that it's fucking Bob Weir. Oh, that was cool. <laughs> Side note there, but yeah, this I I chose this one because it's a banger of a song. It starts off a little a little okay because a lot of singing, kind of a lot of eh, a lot of whatevers. But when it gets into the groove, when the bass starts really going, it is an absolute banger. Well, it's a it's an eight and a half minute long song, <laughs> and. Do you want me to start at the beginning, or do you want me to start? Do you have a timestamp you want, you want me to start at? It doesn't matter. Just just start in the middle. Okay, smack dab in the middle at four minutes and seven seconds. Here we go. Here's a new potato caboose from Grateful Dead. <laughs>
there it is new potato caboose from grateful dead their second record that was pretty good man pretty good not not bad at all was this um was this a live a live recording this specific track yeah or the, at least the part that i listened to oh I, again i Do don't know I, I don't know which which uh i mean there wasn't like timestamps or anything on which parts they use for studio and which parts they use for live but you can oh, okay after like knowing they frankenstein the whole thing like i said if you listen to it again like you can hear parts that are like i said a just not edited very well they're cut and things stop abruptly and just sounds weird and mm-hmm. then another thing is you can kind of tell when things sound like live yeah i what i noticed with what i played the, that two minutes was there's a lot of white noise in the background so I, I mean, I would attribute that to either being live or them not really knowing what they're doing in the studio and just, just recording off the cuff, you know, not really trying to find any particular sound. And also while I was playing it, I noticed like the fluctuation in the volume, like it was just not mixed very well. So like it would get super loud at parts and then it would just drop down really quickly after that. So it was a very, uh, the recording itself is very kind of, I, I don't know, I guess I don't want to say amateur, but. It took him like seven months, seven or eight months to record this thing. And it was because it's because he wanted a specific sound and whatever, whatever producer they were working with thought there was going to be like a two or three month process. And it just kept going on and on and on. And they kept like one jam play shows. And he's like, dude, we got to buckle down. I said, well, no, I like that little, that little riff that we did live. Remember back in like Frisco that one fucking date and, (laughs) And the guy was like, this is ridiculous. I'm out of here. And they're like, oh, tight. Now we can just do it ourselves. <laughs> and like every subsequent album after this is either solely produced by the Grateful Dead or co-produced by the Grateful Dead. It makes sense. I, I like that too, that they're so hands-on with it. It's cool. <laughs> and they just keep adding people to their band. Like every album, it seems like they had like a fucking 14th drummer and a 17th guitarist. Fuck it. Also, they, I mean, it seems like from the very beginning, they recorded, it seems like they recorded every one of their shows. Yeah, I mean, I'm mad because of what what they have over like almost or over 30 live records, something crazy like that. I think it's because like right from the right from the beginning, not right from like around this time when they started to dive deeper into like the psychedelic rock, the acid rock and not so much the folk rock like their first album was Mm -hmm. is when they started to jam more live and then they realized it was the audience was very receptive and people just loved it. And so then that yeah. uh, that's probably when they started recording everything because you're right they have I mean there's so many bootlegs of the Grateful Dead concerts and yeah I mean, and thousands but I mean I want to see I I think I looked it up before but I want to see how many uh, actual live records they have let's see here it's kind of cool too if you go like just follow like the Deadheads and there and yeah. on Wikipedia there's like a list of of people who claim to be Deadheads or whatever and just. Mm-hmm. All walks of life, just like football players, <laughs> other musicians, actors, politicians. And then you Google their name and like Grateful Dead, and then it'll show, it'll like pull up pictures of them like at concerts or anything like that. And it's fucking weird. It's so bizarre. <laughs> it is. That is really strange. <laughs> so I'm looking here. They they put out. I guess while they were still an active band, they put out ten live albums, and then it says retrospective live albums are seventy one. Oh so yeah, I don't those really know are all what that like, means. I think those are all like the vault ones. Oh, okay, okay. Like like 
I don't know, like they'll, they'll go back and then and then release or re re edit remaster whatever like live at Fillmore or live at Avalon or Carnegie or something like that. Mm-hmm. So okay. I th- I think it's recorded in like the '60s or '70s, but then released in like the '80s or '90s after it's been remastered and retouched up and stuff. Yeah, but I think Phil okay, Lesh, I think he um he plays bass, but I think he has. Because I've noticed a lot of the things that are retouched, even even Anthem of the Sun, they remixed it and re-released it again like a decade or two later, but it was under his supervision. But he he's always he his name always pops up in the producers for their live albums. So I wonder if like he has some type of authority on what gets released and how it sounds. Hmm. Yeah, that's weird. Or maybe he uh maybe he's a part of the actual mixing process. I'd imagine. Because his name's like always coming up, if it's not just the Grateful Dead themselves. Interesting stuff. They have, God, it's insane how much shit they fucking have, and they still <laughs> tour with fucking John Mayer. God damn. Yeah, it looks like their their first retrospective live album came out in '91, and then they've been putting them out like all the fucking time. The last one was they put out two last year. Oy. That's, That's crazy. Funny. I, I I just as a side note too because it kind of coincides with our our album of the week. But Bob Dylan and the Grateful Dead did an album together, and uh, it was like in the oh, I read 80s. I read about it. Yeah, and I've been like searching for it because it's like oh it's got to be so good it's got to be fucking fantastic. And then I was like you know I probably should just like listen to at least a couple songs first, and <laughs> it's okay like at best. It's I can't fun. imagine it's good. It's just there's no way it's good. There's just no vibage there, you know. There's no there's nothing between them. It's it's cool. It's fun. It's, it's a novelty. I was really curious about. It. I actually wrote that in my notes to ask you about it to see if you had listened to it because I, I mean I can't imagine it being any good. I I it's tried just, doing the two wildly different artists and songwriters. It's it wouldn't make I, sense. I tried doing Bob Dylan's side first because they do like uh, they do like. Bob Dylan songs and then Grateful <coughs> Dead songs or whatever. They kind of like interpolate some Grateful Dead stuff into his songs. And so I tried to do, I started with All Along the Watchtower because yeah. I figured like, you can't fuck that up. It's like such a basic song and it's been done so many times badly that there's no <laughs> way this could be worse. And uh, it was, like, it was fine. It was worse? It, no, it wasn't worse. It wasn't the worst rendition I've heard, but it was, it was fine. <laughs> so, That's all I is got. that all you got on the Grateful Dead? Sit. That's it. That's it. Okay. Like much like you, I listen to a lot of fucking backlog and a good a good chunk of it, you know, is being purged and man, I, I just was I was listening to like one side of almost everything and just thinking like I'm not gonna ever listen to it again. Some of it was good, but I know full well I'm never gonna go back to it. So uh so yeah, this this list is gonna be short. Um Pretty much all of these, except for my pick of the week, I got from uh, the Glass House. This is like my my new place. I buy almost exclusively from the Glass House now. But first one I have here is Black Sabbath's Never Say Die. This is their last. Well, not this is the last of the Aussie original era. So this is 1978. Came out in September 1978. Um, it's considered like his the worst of the era. <laughs> I mean, I could see why, because it was, you could tell it was very unfocused. And then reading more about the album, Ozzy had quit the band prior to recording, he, and he was out of the band for three months. They even got a new singer. They got a Dave Walker, who was in um, uh, 
Fleetwood Mac for a while. He was in Savoy Brown. Savoy Brown. How do you how do you say that band's name? And then they wrote a bunch of songs with with Dave Walker on vocals. And then Ozzy wanted to come back, so they brought him back. They fired Dave, brought Ozzy back, and then Ozzy refused to sing any of the song or do or record any of the songs that they wrote with Dave. So they had to start from scratch because Ozzy was being a diva. And that's pretty much the whole album. Like he would just Ozzy would bitch about Geezer's lyrics and say, "I'm not going to sing that," and then have <laughs> Geezer rewrite Stupid. the lyrics. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, and then so after this tour, they they toured with Van Halen in 1978. Van Halen opened for Sabbath, and then after that tour, Ozzy was fired, and then they got Dio, and then yeah, so pretty interesting stuff. But yeah, Ozzy was uh, was quite the diva back in the day. So there you go. But all. Uh, Otherwise, this album is pretty. It's it's good. It's it's good. Nice to have in the collection. My my yeah, Sabbath that, collection. That cover art's pretty ugly, though. Yeah. No, actually, no. The Never Say that's, Die one. Yeah, those two like no, I, pilot things. That's no. I like I like the cover actually. Yeah. I think it's a cool cover. I think it's a cool cover. Dude, after doing nothing but rad covers beforehand, like what the fuck is this? I think I it's cool. technically like Steve's kind of like, stupid too, though. Yeah, that one's really stupid. It's very stupid. From Sabbath, Paranoid, Sabbath Paranoid's really dumb too. But that was like jokey, kind of like you know, it's, no, it wasn't. It was it's supposed become, to be serious. It's become, yeah, it's become iconic. <laughs> it's still a dumb <laughs> fucking cover. I think Never Say Die is. I think it's a cool cover. But anyway, so yeah, I got that one. Um, another one I got. I got this one from the Glass House. The website got it from their website. Their flash sales that they do every day. I got Between the Buried and Me. Uh, I what, how do you pronounce this? Automata. Automata One. That, that's what I got. So it was a, a concept yeah. record, a, a double album concept record that came out in 2018. Uh, it's their eighth. This is their eighth record, and uh, so this one I I got only the first one, and then I, I once I got it, I, I listened to it. it it's fantastic, of course, because it's BT Bam. And I was looking at my my pressing on Discogs to to log it in, and apparently mine is only part of the box set. So it's supposed to have the second album, but for whatever reason, I don't have that. Or that wasn't sold to Glass House. The person only sold the first one, which is really annoying because now I don't have like the matching set. <laughs> and I don't know if I can get the matching set. And then I can't even log in just this one onto Discogs because it only logs in as the box set, this variant. How, how much is the box set worth? It's, it's, I think it's like 60 bucks. It's, I don't uh, think it's outrageous or anything, but... Just, well, just it's not wait. even a box set. It's just like a, it's just a double album. It's not a box set. But. Just put the, uh, put the album on your, on your want list, and then keep checking for somebody to sell just the other disc. That's true. Yeah, it'll happen one a, day. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. One day. But yeah, no, it's the cool variant. It looks like my my wooden toe, my Angels and Airways wooden toe. That same variant, mm. and it was, and it's so annoying because it was only part of that set. <laughs> so frustrating. I was so irritated when I found out about it. Like, why would the, why would some motherfucker just go to Glass House and only sell the first one. I don't get it. I I don't get it. <sighs> I, I I have nothing for you either. It just it makes no sense. Like why not just sell both and get more money? Exactly. I don't understand. But the fucking need one disc. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a it's a full album. It's not like it's a half an album. It's full. It's the full ten songs or whatever. But what's the other disc then? Just it's another two? album. Yeah, it's just another part of the concept album. The second part. So they're both full albums. But anyway, it's annoying. Uh, this next one I got here, I got from the website as well, Glass House website. Uh, this one popped up a couple weeks ago on there, 
and I noticed just nobody was buying it, and it was like six dollars. I was like, okay, th- this band's name is—they're called Eucharist. I'm like, okay, this could be like some cool, like maybe death metal or something. So I looked it up on Spotify, and I listened to it. I'm like, okay, this is actually pretty kind of cool hardcore punk from like the mid '90s. So then I bought it for six dollars or whatever. So it <laughs> came and I, I listened to it. I, I think it's great. It's a little bit like raw sounding. And looking at looking these guys up, like there's almost nothing online about them. Just a few like blogs about them. And so this is the only album they ever did. Came out in '96. Uh, they're from New York, I think, right outside of Albany. And yeah, they 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 just they didn't make anything after this because they didn't really sell well. They put out a couple songs on some comps, but outside of that, yeah, it just didn't go anywhere. So they didn't make any more music. But I think it's good, just good hardcore punk music. And I got it for six bucks. So. Dude, you can't get wrong not with six bucks. Yeah, not complaining at all. It's a hot so, ready. <laughs> there you go. So got that one. Listen to that. Um, the next one here I got from the website as well. Got the Bouncing Souls. Got their record Comet. That their ninth good. Their ninth record came out in June 2012. This is their third best record. That's so, so You're so silly. Well, it's true. It is. So this is their third best record. Um, something I found out too about this one, it peaked. It would actually actually got onto the billboard top 200 Ooh. it hit 110 i i surprised it even broke the top 200 but it got up to 110 so yeah this is like um this is i like this album too because it's like a cool combination of kind of what they were doing with hopeless romantic mixed with some of their newer slower stuff but it was still like exciting and still fun and i think this is a fantastic record and i listened to the hell out of it when it came out so it's I'm good. really glad I got it. It's fantastic. It's not it's not top three, but it's good. It's really good. It is top three. And so it, it's a color variant too, which pissed you off, I know. Uh, it's an ugly gold color, which I don't like. So I, I was looking it up on Discogs and I can't find it on there, this variant. Perfect. So I'm hoping it's not a I'm hoping it's not a boot. I don't think it is because it said on because uh, it actually had like a hype sticker on it, and boots don't come with hype stickers generally. So and it was still sealed. was it sealed? Yeah, it was still sealed, and yeah, so I, I I just can't find it on Discogs, but I haven't looked that no. hard yet. But so yeah, I got that one, and then that leads into the song of the week, or to my yeah the song <laughs> of the week. Um, I got this record for free, got it from a free pile back when we first started collecting, and I'd just been in my backlog, and I just haven't listened to it because I know all these songs, and it's just like well, it's it's cool. So I actually listened to it this this week, and it was it was a lot of fun. It's <laughs> The soundtrack to the Disney movie Aristocats. So it's one of my favorite Disney movies. And I think the music is is really, I've always thought it was really good, but this just like really just solidified that fact. Like the music in this is really good because a lot of it, if you actually watch the movie and stuff, a lot of the music is very jazz inspired or very jazzy and very uh, like, it reminds you of France and that's where the movie takes place. And, and like it just has this like style and this for lack of a better word, vibe, because I hate using that word. But that's that's what it is. And I don't know. It's really good. And if you don't know, if you haven't seen it, this movie came out in 1970, um, right after Walt Disney died. So there's a lot of like kerfuffle within the within Disney and the making of this movie. And apparently like they fired the guys who originally did the soundtrack to it and they hired a couple another a couple other guys to do the soundtrack and they took it like in a completely different direction. So I love this song, and it's it's everyone's everybody wants to be a cat. It's the the big number in it, and uh, 
damn it's a cool scene it's a really fun cool scene and it's a great song i don't know why you're laughing i don't know why you hate this song. <laughs> it's just the aristocats okay <laughs> i don't know why you don't like it maybe i gotta watch it again i don't know it's so good it is so good and there's some really funny parts in it too really fantastic and the animation looks so cool i love this movie i'll probably watch right. it tonight after we pod Ah, so here's a uh, here's everybody wants to be a cat from uh, the Aristocats. Everybody wants to be a cat because a cat's the only cat who knows where it's at. Tell me, everybody's picking up on that feline beat because everything else is obsolete. A square with a horn makes you wish you weren't born every time he plays. <laughs> With the square in the act, you can set music back. Do the game and dance. I've heard some carny birds who tried to sing. Still, a cat's the only cat who knows how to swing. Who wants to dick along her dick and stuff like that? When everybody wants to be a cat. A square with a horn makes you wish you weren't born Every time he plays Oh, a rinky-tinky-tinky with a square in the act You can set music back to the caveman days Oh, a rinky-tinky-tinky Yes, everybody wants to be a cat Because a cat's the only cat who knows where it's at When playing jazz, you always has a welcome back Everybody digs a swinging cat. Everybody wants to be a cat from the Disney movie, The Aristocats. Ah, so good, Jeff. I don't know why you're such a hater. It took you a long time to listen to that one. That was two minutes. I do two minutes every time. No, it took you a long time to listen to it from when you got the record. Oh, 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 oh okay. No, you're totally right, yeah. But like I, I said, I, I, I remember you. So well. I remember you picked it up, too, because you're like, you're so, you're super excited about it, and <laughs> and then a year passed, and then here you are. And here I am, yeah. <laughs> it's been almost a year, yeah, since we started. But it is, it is true, though, like, because I, I had the Pinocchio soundtrack, which I think is better, but... No, it's... You gotta, you, you gotta kind of be, like, you gotta kind of be in the mood for these. And yeah. not not that you're never not in the mood to watch a good Disney movie, because you always kind of are in the mood to watch a really good Disney movie, but, like, you can't go from like Sabbath and then Pinocchio and then Almond Brothers. It's just a weird transition and it does, doesn't flow and it kind of disrupts the flow. And I, I get it, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it had to be done, it had to be listened to, and I did it. And I really enjoyed myself, so. I, I, I saw you log in into Discogs too and then I clicked on the variant. It's like fucking ten fifteen dollar record. I know, and it got a free. Fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. Great stuff. Great record. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. I um, I got nothing else. So, I guess we could just jump into the songs of the week. 
or yes. not songs of the week, songs the of the week. new music, new, new music, music songs of the week. My bad. Do you want me to play either of these songs? Nah. Dude, you're the worst because I want to play both of them. Yeah, of course you do. <laughs> okay, so the first one, the first thing we have here is Serge Tankian, the the uh, singer from System of a Down, put out a, a a new EP, a solo EP called Elasticity EP, and um, I listened to it. Half of it's good, the other half is just meh, whatever. So too good, too bad, whatever. Not complaining. Yeah, Playlistable. I, I listened to it today too. Right, it's not bad. I was surprised he does kind of like the the weird sounding noises. It's like right out the gate he's doing his his whatever the fuck that is called. <laughs> I I was very surprised when I heard it. Like it, I mean, it's weird but it's cool. I like it. I enjoy it. Yeah, it's fine. Uh the next thing next two songs we have here, The Bronx. Uh they put out a song called a new song called White Shadow. It's coming off their their new record called 6 coming out August 27th. Um, yeah, it's, it's, if you like the Bronx, you know, this is for you. This sounds like the Bronx and they've, <laughs> they never disappoint. They, they're one of those consistently good bands. They just are always good. So go check it out. Go, you know, buy the record on their website, go support them because they deserve it. And they put on one of the most fun live shows I've been to. Even, is, even you saw them. It is true that that really converted me. I was, um, mm-hmm. I was there to see a different band. Like I was there with the mindset of I don't give a fuck who comes on the stage before the Balancing Souls. I only want to see the Balancing Souls. Yeah. But I was, I was pleasantly surprised, mostly by like the drummer. The drummer really, really got me. He was just so, like flamboyant. I guess Joey Castillo. Come is that, on, is that the right Queens word? of the Stone Age? Flamboyant. Yeah, exactly. He was a drummer for Queens of the Stone Age. He was a good. He's a great drummer. But yeah, that was it. Was just it was really fun. And you're right. Like I don't. I have nothing bad to say about this band. So except for the fact that it's fucking too expensive to buy that vinyl. But yeah, I'm, it's thirty bucks. I'm not gonna drop thirty bucks on it. So I'll wait till it heads. drops in price. You know, they have a sale or something like that. At least offer like a, I don't know, like a, a forty dollar package that comes with a vinyl, some stickers, and a hat. I do a hat. Yeah, hat would be hat. cool. Yeah, I'd be down for a hat. Yeah, I like that idea. So uh, the the next thing ha- we have here, it's not technically a new song, but it's the original recording of the song, and it's uh, the Mars Volta and their song. I don't. I've never known how to say it, but I'm going to try. Is it inertia, inertiatic, inertiatic, ESP? Uh, I've always said inertiatic. That's what I've always said too, but yeah. I don't know if that's right. Oh, who the but, fuck. So yeah, this is the original recording of it. Um, they before Rick Rubin got his grimy little hands on it, and you know Church set up. Not to say that his version's bad because his version is very good, but this is a this is a cool version, and you could you could tell like Cedric was a little bit back in the mix, and he just wasn't as you know flamboyant, I guess you could say in, in this version. But it's it's good, solid there, stuff. It's going to be on the box set. So <laughs> there there are definitely like parts of Rick's that I like more then there's definitely parts of this that I like more. So I yeah. think, um, like you said, like Rick's not, it's not bad and this isn't good. It's just, they're just different. They're different. They're, they're, they're yeah. different songs almost. Exactly. And that, that's, what's going to be so cool because what's going to be released in the box set is pretty much the entire record. I think except for Televators and, uh, Cicatriz. Those are the only two songs that aren't going to be on, on the in the box set, which sucks, but you know whatever, it'll be yes. cool to hear all these alternate versions of the songs. That's a lot of listening. 
hey man it has to be done well i think even like uh, what serpent taxed that song is i think it's like a seven minute song but the one that's on in the box set is going to be over 12 minutes long oh so i'm really curious where that one's going to go i'm excited that's i'm excited for that one too <laughs> we're gonna have a fun listening party on that one huh yeah less than a month less, less than, than a, month. a month okay so um yeah that's all i got for new music uh Another thing that's coming out in a couple weeks, Wednesday 13, my boy Wednesday 13, he's putting out an EP called Antidote. Antidote. Uh, April, yeah, April 16th, like I said. I've said it like three times, I think. Um, <laughs> it's going to be digital release only, so unfortunately I'm not going to get it on vinyl. But yeah, so get into that when it comes out. And then the last thing we have here is uh, Punk in the Park. This is happening in November, November 6th and 7th. Is I don't know, what, what city is this in? This is by oh, you. Oh, it's in... Oh, yeah, it's in Irvine. It's the Oak Canyon Park in Irvine. Yeah. Um, yeah, so night one on Saturday is uh, Pennywise headlining the Vandals before them, and then it says many more. Sunday night is No Effects and Me First and the Gimme Gimmies, amongst other bands, I'm sure. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty solid if it happens. So, fingers crossed it happens, and I w- will probably go to this. This Dude, sounds I'm like, like gonna, a lot of fun. I'm if If you commit, I'll buy tickets like, tomorrow i'm not see I, I'll, I'll come out to this because i mean it's been so long since concerts have even happened let alone like because i mean pennywise and the vandals would be more what i would lean towards if we're just I, doing too, one I'm day that one. yeah same here like dude that that's unbelievable like i'm just i'm just i'm so ready to go to a show yeah me too me too i i, I can't wait to get back unfortunately it has to be a festival but Whatever. At least yeah. it won't be super hot. You know, it's like it's November, so yeah, it's gonna be seriously. cooler. And that part, not that, that where that is at, it gets super hot down in that little canyon. So, yeah. It's Hopefully, not that it far. happens. And yeah, it's not. No, it's not that far at all. It's like fifteen minutes from my house. So, Dude, just, just, just commit to going. I don't want to yet. I'll, I'm gonna to post. Yet. I'm gonna post tomorrow in the, in the chat. See if see if we can get chat. Mike to go. Oh well, no. We actually know he will go to this. Because, because it's brew, a the, it's the, a brew thing, yeah, brew yeah. fest thing. See, I, I kind of don't even care to go to the brew fest part of it. Well, because I don't want to really get don't. too drunk. I don't want to get exactly like, too yeah. drunk and then miss the fucking show. And yeah, I mean, if I'm at a, like a, a brewery fest, like, I can't. I have zero self control, clearly, and so I, I can't <laughs> not keep drinking. That's not a that's not an option. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's not possible because because not only that, you're going to be get, having all this beer for four hours. And then once the show starts, you're probably going to want to buy more beer because it's not free after the show starts. Right. So then it's just like, damn, dude, that's like, that's like eight hours of drinking at least. Dude, I mean, hydrate, hydrate, uh, hydrate, baby. That's it. I know, I know. I'm going. I don't even, I'm, I'm just going to go. I don't even care. <laughs> I got to go. So I think, so it's single day, single day it's is like what, 50 40, bucks. It's 45 and then I guess fifty nine. Oh no, it's I think it's fifty nine, and then forty five for people who aren't drinking. I think that's probably what it is. I think it's. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's forty nine ninety nine plus tat or plus whatever the fee is. Fees, yeah. For a single day, which is not yeah yeah. That's not like crazy expensive, considering it is two thousand twenty one. You're getting a True. lot of free beer and, as far as like Orange County bands goes, these are this is like a game here. Yeah, it's very, very true. Oh, man. I really want Tyler. to. Tyler. 
we'll see. We'll see. Let it, let it percolate. We don't got to do anything right now. Let it percolate. <laughs> let it sit. We oh they have they have meet and greet admission too for two hundred dollars. Oh, two hundred dollars. <laughs> tight. Two hundred dollars. Fuck yeah. Oh god. Okay. Cool. Cool. So yeah, that's that. That's what's happening. I'm stoked, and I really want to go to this. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, that's pretty much it. Do you have anything else? Anything else to say? Anything else going? Going for you? <laughs> no. <laughs> what's wrong with you? Why are you laughing? I don't know. It just came out like it. So what, what, like, what else you do? You like huh? anything going on for you? <laughs> no. It did sound really weird, but it was. It's because I was distracted trying to cue up this stupid fucking song. So, uh, okay, yeah. Stay tuned for the main episodes main episode because we're getting into a bob dylan record and that that'll be fun so um so yeah go to itunes go rate review and subscribe to us on there follow us on social media at ask night radio and uh you know that's it that's all Dibby-dibby. Dibby-dibby.